Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. As your understanding begins to grow, so your clarity about God begins to grow. Amen? There is a fine-tuning that takes place when the Word of God is ministered. You know, Jesus said to the disciples in John 17, He said, you are cleansed by the Word that I have spoken unto you. Many of us do not realize the debris of the unrenewed mind. And so that's why as God's word comes, there's something he taught us yesterday, dokimazo, to prove the extent and the degree to which you will be able to prove and validate the perfect will of God in your life is a function of the understanding you have. And, and as the word of God will come, it will equip you because something you used to permit when you are on this level of understanding, once your understanding grew, you will know this is not God's perfect will for me. Say amen. You know, it took us through God's perfect will, the acceptable, and the good. Where God wants you and I to be is the perfect will. And he has given us the grace for that. So uh, he's going to take us another level. And I want you to open your heart and show your focus is in place. And give attention to the word of life. We have a servant of God in our midst um, who is a teacher. I was telling my family... I said he has a story-like dimension. This is me. I don't know how you see it, but this is me. He has a story-like dimension to teaching. He teaches them as a continuous link of scripture. And, and what I noticed in the last days you've been teaching, when know one hour has passed, I'm like, ah, uh -uh. you know, so I just whispered to him. I said, please, we don't have evening service today. You can teach up to 12 so that everything that is remaining inside the track will come out. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. I said amen. Remember, the most important thing in your life is what you know. The most important thing in your life is what you know. And this meeting is an opportunity for you to upgrade your understanding and your knowledge because God wants us to increase in the knowledge of God. I'd like us to stand up this morning without wasting any other time. And uh, Invite God's servant, evangelist, Samuel Wemimo, to bring God's word. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, please drop the notes. Sister Helma, come. Uh, but I don't come. See, the song more of you that we sang, we will do it our own style. I have all of you. I have all of you. The more I have you, the more I have to show off, to show off, I have all of you. See, he said he has given us all, all things pertaining to life. He has not taken anything back. We have all of him. We are not running to get more. As you are, you are complete in him. I have all of you. The more I have you, 
the more I have to show off all of you. Let's do it together. Hallelujah. You make my life so beautiful. service is going to be so glorious. 
So last night I was asking the Lord the best approach to teach the church about financial blessings. You see, part of the glory of the anointing is the fact that the anointed one must have something to give. He has given me something to give. He has also given you something to give. Primarily, and I've over the years listened to a lot of preachers, the standard for saying to the church that they will be blessed is by saying, sow seed, sow into a fertile ground, and all that which is not bad. Um, but which is not too correct. Let me tell you why. Exodus chapter 3. When God met with Moses, God asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? Moses said, a rod. Then God made with the rod all that Moses needed to prevail. What did God make with it? All that Moses needed. Was it God that gave Moses the rod? Moses had it in his hand. The book of John, chapter 6, the story of that feeding of the 5,000. The Lord Jesus was there, disciples were there, crowd were there. Then he said, how do we feed these people? Uh, one of them said, oh, there's a young lad that has five loaves of bread and two fishes. You see now, again, it was something that they had. It didn't produce anything from the hair. Something that they had. And then it was that thing, the same principle that he applied with Moses, was the same principle that Jesus applied to the fish and bread that they may multiply. Are we together? Uh -huh. The basic of all blessings in the church is what you have to give, but not money. You, you, what do you have to give? When I was growing up, I realized I have a, a talent for storytelling, for writing. In fact, my ambition in life was to become the second Nobel laureate from Nigeria. I wanted to be like Kualesho In fact, all of his works, I read them. I started writing quite early. That was my gift. When I met the Lord, that was what he asked of me. Because of it, I had, a, I, I had the first blog, second website. It was the stories of the things he was doing with me and how I was able to tell them in a compelling way that made the gospel I preach the way it is. Are we together? Uh, so he, he made something in me. If I were to be a singer, somebody that likes to sing, I have a voice, and now I'm full of the Holy Ghost, 
then I know that this is the gift that the Lord has given unto me. This is what he has in me. Now, let me tell you something that the power of the Holy Ghost does. He magnifies whatever he finds in you. He builds it up. So that when I tell believers, when they are praying in tongues, I'll say, make sure that when you are praying in tongues, you are not praying out of fear. They will say, why? I'll say, because the fear will increase. Are you listening? Yeah. Like, you hear them shooting outside. Pow, pow. I'm robbers. <laughs> okay, You just see that. I'm telling you. The fear, you just, it will just be expanding. Because as soon as you begin to impose the power of God upon it, what you find in you begins to enlarge. But you pray in faith, you begin to confess. By the power of the Holy Spirit, no arm shall come to my house. Then your faith begins to rise. Are you with me? Is somebody learning something? Ah, it's important. So, if he finds in you a heart of hospitality, maybe you love children. Maybe you, naturally you love children. You have a knack for them. This is not even before, before you became born again. Oh. Then after you became born again, you will notice that when you come to church, it is the children's department that your heart will be drawn to. You have a language for them. This is what he has found in you. This is your channel of concern. Are you with me? Ah, then as you begin to pray in the spirit, and you begin to pray for those children and minister to them, it begins to give you creative ideas to minister to them. Before you know it, you begin to write children Sunday school, children this, children that. You have a blog. You are on your way to prosperity. Are we together? It's as simple as that, oh. See, I will not bubble you. This that I'm teaching you today, I have used it to turn many people into millionaires. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. A young lady came to me. She studied OND, budgets, whatever. All she knows to do is how to prepare budgets. And she has OND. She lives in Jaws. So she wrote to me, she said, my mother is poor, my father is poor, I cannot continue my education, I need to get a job, but I, I, nobody wants to employ somebody that only does is financial planning, budget, like everybody knows how to plan their money. So, no, no job. I said, oh, that's what you know to do. She said, yes. I said, ah, you are on your way to money. <laughs> she said, how? I said, this is what you have. This is your gift. Present it before God. Pray in the spirit and then launch out. Guess what she did? So every day she'll wake up three. She'll pray three to five. Bless the work of her hand that the Lord has given unto her. Then she'll go to that and she'll write, if you are looking for somebody to plan your budget for you, I am here. She'll write it on Facebook, write it on Twitter. Ridiculous. That everybody has to say, go away. But then one guy saw it. The guy works in Abuja. The guy has some businesses. And he believes that somebody working with him is, was stealing his money. And he didn't have the time to check it out himself. And he wanted to employ somebody that would not collect so much money. That would just help him to... So he said, yeah, come, come and work for me. If you see her now, with OND, 
I told her at that time, it is what you find in your hand that first pass you. The first principle, what do you have? Identify it. Are we together? He didn't give all of us the same gifts. If he did that, all of us would be robots. The body of Christ has to be diversified so that the needs, the things I don't have, you will have. As a body, we will not complement each other. Are, we, are you with me? Aha. What do you have? First, identify that. The second principle then is in Isaiah 54. You see, Isaiah 54 says that, verse 2, says that you must enlarge the place of your tent. Are we together? You can put it on the screen if you have it. Isaiah 54 to... Uh, what, what basically that is saying is that when you know, when you know, and like the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations, spare not, lending thy cord, and strengthening thy, just leave it there. So now I know that I have a gift, and I know that the Lord will bless this gift. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Then I will not sit down in my corner and be writing only to my auntie, uncle, cousin. I want the world to see that I've got something. Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. I want people to know. So because of that, I would enlarge the network that I reach. I would ensure that I enlarge it. Let me give you a practical example. A teacher came to me. Teacher, he has been building his house, and then the project got stalled. Uh, salary was not good. Wife was sick. A lot of problems. He said, all I want is to complete this house so that I stop paying rent. But there is no other way to make money. I said, what do you mean? What class do you teach? He said, SS3. I said, okay, SS2, SS3. He teaches mathematics, uh, sometimes a little bit of physics. I said, oh, that's nice. I said, uh, do, you, do you think that if you tell the Lord that this is what I have, and the Lord should enlarge it. Do you think the Lord will not help you to enlarge it? He said, how? I've tried. I said, okay. Create a WhatsApp group. Create a WhatsApp group. To be your editor. Create a WhatsApp group. You don't need to register with CAC. You have the contact of most of the parents of the children you teach, right? He said, yes. Let them know that you offer personal teaching to struggling students. Now, apart from that, on that WhatsApp group, make sure many of the students join. Make sure that they can bring questions. If there is a question that is difficult, they can just post it and say, sir, this question, pi A, pi B, pi C, times X, I don't know the answer. You to solve it there. Solve it there, let them see it, that this is not some lifting. This is, you are good. Solve it there in the group. Do you know, this man now has his own, what they call, where they prepare people for this, that thing. From that WhatsApp group, parents began to see the impact it has on children. In fact, one of the children he taught traveled to the UK. And then the child, the boy, sent him about 500 pounds saying thank you. That was what he has. He understood that if he would launch out, then the harvest will come in. Are we together? This is key. 
Now, many of us will look at others and then we want to copy them. Don't do that. See, there are, there are things you can learn in school. There are things that are in it. I can copy this I my little in singing. If she goes to some notes, eh? You will know that I cannot sing. <laughs> because it's natural. Do you understand? It's natural. So I can, I can form all I want. I cannot sing like she can. But she too can form all she wants. She cannot teach like I can. Do you understand? And she can say, I've listened to Jess to be for five years, ten years. I say, I can try. Now I will say bitter. <laughs> but what she has is where empathy must be on. Are we together? To build it. So principle of enlarging the place of our tent is this. That once you identify what you have and then you ensure that you don't keep your network small. Social media has made it possible for you to reach the world now. Uh -huh. uh, so you make sure that your network is global. You make sure that you do it on social media. You, you make a noise about yourself. Nobody else will blow your trumpet. The next thing to do is distribution. What did I call it? Uh -huh. When Jesus, in the book of John, don't put it to leave this one. When he had prayed on the fish, the Bible said he blessed it. Then he gave the bread to the disciples. Jesus was the manufacturer. Are we together? He passed it to the distributor, Abi, retailer. They, in turn, now shared it. Among those that the Lord will draw to you, hmm, Okay, let me rewind. Before distribution, there is a stage which I must not miss out, especially for those of us who are in ministry. The first thing God gives a person in ministry is not resources of money. It is people. Are we together? Aha, it is people. Immediately, John the Baptist identified Jesus Christ as the Savior. The Bible says Jesus was walking to his house by himself. Suddenly, John and Andrew ran after him and said, Hello, sir. Good afternoon. Where's your house? Where, is, where do you live? Jesus said, I don't have a house. Wherever you will sleep tonight, we will follow you. Are, we, are you with me? They followed him. When they followed him, it was not because of the money they saw that they had. It was because of the gifts and the testimony, praise the Lord. It was because of the gifts and the testimony that they saw. John testified that this is the Messiah. The testimony is important, uh, which is why when you are doing your thing, do it excellently well. You see, what you are natural in doing, you shouldn't do it in a shoddy manner. Testimonies sell faster than adverts. Praise the Lord. People will recommend the word of mouth. They will recommend. They will, they will say it. They will say it. Sister Uche recommended me to pastor. Pastor said so. She said, the mommy said, this boy. And the pastor said, I read it. I said, ah, this boy. Are you with me? The pastor brought me here. This boy. Can you see? Uh, uh, so you must do it excellently well. In such a manner that those who use it, 
can testify and say, you have a problem, child. Eh? Go to that man. Oh, that man is, do you understand? Uh -huh. Oh, you have skin problem. Ha, I know a sister that uh, she's into spa. She knows all these things. She knows how to mix it. Go to this sister. Oh, oh, you have financial issues. Mm, go to that brother. He's very, a guru. He's a guru. When people are coming like that, people tend to take that endorsement better than what they just watch on TV to try out. Praise the Lord. It gives them more assurance. So, after the endorsement, then people that are also interested, that are of like values, they will not come. Are you listening? Uh -huh. Before we go to distribution, people must come. I've seen leaders who are micromanagers. It's a very bad thing. See, it's a system of the world that you shouldn't bring into the church. If you know something and you are afraid to teach it, you will not know more. My name is Gringa. I learn more when I teach than when I'm praying in my room. I learn more for myself when I'm holding the microphone or when I'm teaching. Because the more I teach, the more I learn, the more I grow. If you keep it quiet, like, ah, I have this formula, it's only for me, you will never get another one. Are you with me? Because the essence of what you know is to make sure that you bring others up that they may know. So people will come before distribution. When I was going to start out in ministry, the Lord told me to study David. King David, I know King David more than everybody here. I know him more. In fact, maybe I know him more than the people that lived it himself. Most, most likely, I know him. The Lord said, study David. So I said, okay. So I took my scriptures from Greek to Latin to English. I have all Bibles. I will read about him from morning to night. The first thing I noticed was that while David was in the palace under Saul, the Bible said he had a friend, Jonathan. He had these soldiers that were with him, but they were not his men. Are you with me? You know, like you are in the army, you are a lieutenant, and then you are commanding 100 officers. They were not his men. They were the men of, this, of the nation. Do you understand? On the night when Saul decided that he was going to kill David, Saul's daughter, his wife, came to meet him and, and said, see, my husband, I don't know what to do for my daddy. But he sent a message to me that tonight I should not sleep in the same bed with you because people are coming to kill you. So I'm giving you this expo now. David said, what? Ah, I don't know what I did for this man. Then the wife said, I will help you. Because they are already outside. You will jump out of the window and run away. I will put a statue on the bed. Just so that when they come in, they will think somebody is on the bed. Then you will be able to escape. When David escaped, he had nobody with him. That means his soldiers didn't follow him. In fact, he didn't have food. Bible said when he got to the city of Nob, by the time he would get there, maybe two or three or four people that gathered around him on his way, they didn't have anything to eat. They went to meet the priests, and the priests gave them the shoe bread. You all remember the story? And then he had no weapon. Then the king gave him the sword of Goliath. 
Remember the story? Aha. Uh -huh. You will then notice that even though David started out as one man, the anointing and the reputation he had being the conqueror of Goliath began to draw to him men from all over Israel. Before you know it, David had 400 men in exile. 400. Without money in the pocket. Without a house. These men, when they got to him, they came with various ideas. Are you with me? Ah, they, they came. Oh, ah, where do we now stay? Okay, let's build a tent here. If he was the one, he would labor and labor to build one tent. He has 400 men. They had ability to cut trees. Do you understand? Immediately they formed the community. Before you know it, 200 other men came and joined them, making 600. A guy, if you see 600 men somewhere, know that girls are coming there. Oh no, girls must come. You cannot put 600 men somewhere and the ladies will be looking at them from afar. No way. If girls don't come, they will go and find girls. Are you with me? Before you know it, they are 1,002. Or more. 1,002, when children began to come, David had basically become a king. Are you with me? In exile. Because of men. But you will notice that in the system of rulership of David, he gave the men autonomy. He didn't rule over them like the way some people like to lord it over people. He allowed Joab to be Joab. Allowed Abiata to be Abiata. Allowed Itai to be Itai. Allowed Amasa to be Amasa. He allowed every one of them to become mighty. Praise the Lord. To the point where they were calling them the mighty men of David. Saul didn't do that. Saul was threatened by the rise of David. David was not threatened by the rise of those around him. He was not. He allowed them to thrive. Because in their greatness was his own greatness. In fact, the Bible said that there was a day David was fighting. And there was this giant that wanted to kill David. They rescued David from that giant. Then all of them said, from today, O king, you will no longer fight in any battle. We will not allow the life of Israel to die. What man? Because of how he raised them. The gift of leadership is part of your prosperity. If when people come, if you have very good leadership skills, you will notice that they will give you counsel. Then you will give them instruction. Are we together? You allow you are a pool of ideas. You will not be a two-no. Are we together? You will be open to instruction, either from the young or the old. And as you are open to instruction, your business begins to do better. Praise the Lord. As wicked as Joab was, as wicked as he was, when Joab conquered Jerusalem, Joab sent a letter to David. He said, my, my brother, you know they are cousins. My dear cousin, you are the king of Israel. I have conquered this land, but I don't want to enter it. I want you to come and ride triumphantly into Jerusalem so that they will not name this city after me. 
That is Joabo. Like, that's Joabo. You know Joab? Very wicked guy. But he was loyal to David to a fault. Because David allowed him to be Joab. David didn't make him David 2.0. Are we together? There are some of us, when we have people around us, we want to clone them. That's silly. Like God didn't clone you. But if you want to clone people, like they must behave like you, talk like you, act like you. I dislike that thing. You know, many pastors also do it. It's not good. Because they will have nothing to give. I was, at, I was at my house one day. As a pastor, I respect so much. If I see him, if, I, if he enters here now, I will lie on my face. I don't form for big men of God. Eh? He's a big man. And he's a very anointed man. He has a branch close to my house. Then I saw this guy, fine guy, dressed just like him. Ha. Huh. With curly hair. <laughs> the guy, ah, handsome guy. So I was looking at him from the window. So people are, people are around him. And he began to speak like pastor. He was speaking like their pastor. Ha, ah, he was speaking. And then he lay hands. He lay hands. And then he said, fall down. Fall under the anointing. Fall under the anointing. Now I was looking at him and I was saying to myself, on the outside, he had copied pastor totally. On the inside. Do you understand? Mm-mm. We should build people up from within. When you build them up from within, then the result will be evident on the outside. So your gifts may be small today. Your talent may not have enunciation or amplification today. The Holy Spirit is the one that amplifies our gifts and talent. I'm doing a review now. And then once it begins to amplify, people will see that gift and talent and they will identify with it. Somebody will come up to you after service. Ah, I like the way you do the whatever. Do you do, do you do like house cleaning services? Because I noticed when you arrange the church, yeah, you, you, you are very not tidy. Have you considered making that a business? And say, well, I've always been doing this all my life, you know, all my life. I like things to be proper. They are identifying that gift. And then you, you can say, ah, Father, then you, you, you start your own uh, whatever company, and then you notice that people will bring you interior decoration, they will bring you, before you know it, you prosper. You know, there are two systems. I'm going to get there, but let me, let me stay with this a bit. After this stage where people have come, then distribution. Distribution then is the bread that the Lord has given you, that is the talent, the gift, the word that has given you. And you must make sure that it, it has effect, changes on the life of those that the Lord draws to you. Are you with me? You are not an employer of labor who uses people just to give them salary. If that is your mindset, then at the end of the day, they will only work for the money. Are you with me? Where would David have gotten the money to pay those guys? Guys that broke out of the cave of Adulam for him. That went to get him water at the well. How much can anybody pay you to do that? It was more than money. He was investing himself in them and making them become. As a leader and as one that will prosper, because you will. The strategies you take from today determine how far you will go. Let me tell you something. 
Uh, when I started out in ministry, I was a PA. My salary was 60000 And the ministry started as, it's divine, but in my head, it's still like a mistake. Because I, I didn't even have a name for a ministry or register one. Understand? I was sitting in my office. Somebody had a problem. The person came. There was no other person to attend to the person. I paid for the person. The person got better. Then the person went to his church and endorsed. Are we together? Met a sister that was crying. He said, why are you crying? He said, ah, we are trying to go to Canada. Myself, my husband, we have filled all the forms. We've paid. And then the website crashed. And they said, we are going to start all over again. And then the boy said, ah, I know one, one, one guy, my God, go, let him pray for you. The sister came. I prayed with her. By the time she got home, their visa had been issues, issued. So when they two saw the testimony that visa was issued, uh, she too recommended again to, do you understand? That was it. Oh. Next thing I know, I'll get to the office. 10 people are waiting. 12 people, 15 people, 30, 40. Ah, became church show. And I was a PA, and I was using my office. So, of course, my bosses were not happy because I was employed to do a job. But now I'm doing something else. And if I don't attend to the people so that they can go, there will be a crowd. They will just be meeting each other. You understand? So I had to always attend to the people so that they can go one by one, and then I can face my job. I never had time to face my job again. But I still didn't want to resign because well, what will I eat? <laughs> what will I eat? At that time, I noticed one thing. People will get their testimonies, and then they will send me credits, like glow credits. I was using a glow line. To the point where, at the point, I had over 100,000 Naira credits on my phone. So I began to think, maybe I should open call center. No, I'm not joking, no, sincerely. Because what am I going to use the credit for? Like, they know I don't have a church. So I'm not going to demand offering from anybody. Do you understand? Uh, freely have you received, freely give. That's what Jesus said. That's my principle till tomorrow. I always do the thing that the Lord says. So now, they will just want to say thank you. So they will send me credits. I will just say a lot, 5,000 credits, 10,000. In fact, Glow invited me and gave me a complimentary number. Because they saw that this number was doing well. They said, come and do another number. So that they just invited me two December's again to say that we have a number for you. Compliment of how much you have in your... I said, ah, and I will be credit fat, but tummy empty. I didn't have money in my pocket, oh. And I had money on the phone. So I talked to some of my colleagues. I said, what do I do here? I have money on the phone. They said, yeah, maybe because you're always praying for people on the phone. So people will now think that since you use your credit to call them to pray for them, they should at least replenish the credit. Do you understand? So that was how... People began to send you credits. I said, okay, that makes mathematical sense. But that does not translate to the blessing that I want from the Lord. Then I went to the Lord and I said, okay, now my job is threatened. My bosses at that time were really on my neck. Resign or get away from this crowd. This is not what you are employed to do. So, but if I leave the job, where will I not take the people? I don't have church. Do you understand? I don't have office. So, where will I tell people to come and meet me? Like, somebody said, uh, you can rent a shop. I said, me. Like, Baba Lao. <laughs> like, do you know how it will look? I open a shop and then I say, Black Benga is here over prayer. <laughs> eh? <laughs> I said, 
I can never do that. So I needed to be in a Christian space. In that there's really a shop by myself. Okay. When I went to the Lord, the Lord said, everyone that comes to you asks for prayer, give them money. He said, don't collect money from them, give them. Pay for their transport fare. So I said, okay. So I told all the boats, because I didn't want to be giving people over, over five people. I don't want to be giving people two or five thousand hours. So I went to all the boats in my community. I said, come and stay in front of my office. When people come for prayers, I will have a deal with you. I'll be paying you directly to take them wherever they want to go. So you'll be, you'll be so. so I began to do that. The very week I started doing that, I noticed that at the end of the month, I saw somebody and then sister, I know, there are two of them. One sent me 50,000 naira. Another one sent me 40,000 naira. The first, I will never forget the first buck money, yeah, that came in. Now, they were not people I've paid for. I've never met them. We were doing an online fellowship and they were blessed. So they decided that, let us be sending this brother something. Do you get? So when I was earning 60K and I was using 40,000 to transport people away from my office, God was making provision for 90,000 to come in. The Lord told me, he said, you have been blessed to be a blessing. Do not be a taker. I've ministered in many churches all over the world. Believe me, I don't collect on the way anymore. It's not my principle. Do you get I don't. Like, I do not. I will say no. In fact, when I'm leaving the church, I'll be the one to give them money. In the last three years, by the grace of God, we've built 15 churches. When I build a church, I'm not general overseer. I will give it to the pastor. I will notice a community and it's a church. We will build it from scratch like this. We will finish building I will hand over the key to the pastor. This is your church. Preach the gospel of Jesus there. Are you with me? And I will not go back to say, how much did you end yesterday? As soon as we close that chapter, we've moved on. We've built in the Philippines, not only in Nigeria. A missionary that from Philippines, we sent money, dollars, to Philippines to build for him. Because the principle remains, be a giver, not a taker. Okay. The reason I digress a bit to that is so that you can know that I have the credentials to teach what I'm teaching you. I want you to know that. Because I'm going to take you into deeper dimensions. But you must know the basics. You must be a leader that is open to ideas. You must be a leader interested in building up other people. Are we together? Uh -huh. Money is not your priority. You are going to prosper. But God delights in prospering people more than money. When they came to Jesus and they said, just come and pay tax, you know, then Jesus asked a question. Jesus said, uh, who should be paying tax? Is it citizens or foreigners? He said, well, they shouldn't tax us. But so that they will not be offended, let's, let's pay. He now said, they should, Peter should go put a hook in the river. Peter brought a coin. 
When Peter brought the coin, Jesus asked a question. He said, whose image is on this? The image on that coin was Caesar, right? So they said, Caesar. Then Jesus Christ said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. He now said, and then give unto God. Oh yeah, this is the question. What did, what was Jesus saying when he said, give unto God what is God's? What was, he, what was Jesus referring to? Anybody? You don't have any idea. In whose image were you made? What was on the coin? He said, give Caesar his image. And then give God his image. Who is God's image? Ah! He was saying to them that the best currency of God is souls. It's you. Are we together? Ah! That was what he was saying. That so Caesar's coin is on the, is on the river. But you are God's image. Okay. So I'm taking you deeper now. Don't get lost on the wheel. Uh, because I'm about to, I'm thinking of how to enter into this dimension. I've been thinking since. So now that you are the image of God, and therefore, like I told you yesterday, you are also a God. What then is the currency of God? What is the currency of God? What? That's the souls are the image. Esha, I you. No, so you will need that. Use up your hand. Souls are the image of God. What is the currency of God? In the beginning. Oh yeah, say it. Words. God speaks and it is done. When God speaks, it is. God does not spend money. God spends words. These words. God speaks. It is done. When you want to get something done, you bring out money. Eh? When God wants to get something done, God will say, appear. Uh-huh. And it will appear. So the currency of God is... Okay, now, as God's image, what should be your currency? Words! Ah, you are beginning to get into that dimension. I'm happy. Clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. Clap! Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. God is my helper. I've been thinking about how to teach you this thing. <laughs> so your currency is words. Then how does God spend words? When a Christian lies a lot, and God does not lie, then the Christian needs, a, needs something from God. The Christian is not saying, I declare I'm a liar. The angels of the Lord will not walk with a lying tongue. It's as simple as A, B, C. See, the principles of God does not change. Are we together? I'll show you. You will know now. When we become believers and we begin to walk in the image of God, our words, where the word of a king is, there there is power. So our words are supposed to be words that when angels hear it, they will move to action. Are we together? Uh-huh. When demons hear it, they will run. Because our words have integrity. Angels don't know how to lie. The reason they cannot lie is because they are not afraid of anything. Most of the people that lie, it's fair. My mommy will beat me. My girl will sack me. Now, I have some people that will plan for this lie ahead. No, it's true. 
I've worked with the lady before. She will go to one place. She will get a client. She will not keep it. So on the day she will not go to work, she will sleep. When she now resumes at work at 11, the boss will not say, where are you coming from? She will not bring other clients. Client of last week. I went to see this client, sir. No, something she has been planning, you know. Like, uh -huh. there are some people like that. That they are, they are, because of lies, because of fear, they lie. Second category, the reason people lie is sometimes because of poverty. You see, the rich can tell the truth. He doesn't need anything from anyone. Unless naturally he's just a liar. Are, are you with me? But the poor man sometimes, out of need, will come to you and say, eh, please, do you understand? My wife is in the hospital. Nobody's in the hospital. He's just hungry. Do you understand? So needs make us lie. Fear makes us lie. Now, if you know you have all of God, uh, that is why it is important that you first get righteousness before you begin to, because, so that you don't see yourself as a sinner anymore, so that then you can work out the fruit of righteousness. Are you with me? So if you know you belong to God, and your mindset says all things are mine, then you begin to grow that consciousness of, why am I lying? Are you with me? Why am I not telling the truth? Because, so let me give you an example so you get it. The first time I came to Paracourt, there was this lady here in PH that had cancer. Very good Christian. Very sound Christian. Then she got cancer. She would call me on the phone. When I pray for her, she would feel a little relief. A little. After two or three days, the pain will come back. Then she would call me again. I'll pray for her to have a little relief. After another two or three days, so it became back and forth like that. One day she now said, I don't want to die like this. Is it you I'll be calling every day now? Because this thing, it will go, it will come. Can you come and pray for me in Portacot? Now, at the time I was 38, I've never been on a plane before. I was afraid. That plane can fall from the sky and I will die. <laughs> I don't like pretending. Uh, I'm as well as it is. So I, I, I kept postponing it. I said, I'm at work. My boss did not give me opportunity. Let us pray on the phone. I kept pushing it. Until one day the husband called me and the husband said, she has been rushed to emergency that if something is not done today, it's likely that that will be the day she will die. Then, as soon as the husband said that, he sent me tickets that I should get on the first flight out of Lagos. So I prayed in tongues all night. Not because of her. Because I don't want to die. Yeah. I didn't sleep at all. I was so, so <laughs> I was so apprehensive, so tensed up. So I prayed in tongues all night. And then finally I got a boat. I got to the airport. We took off. We landed. I didn't die. So by the time we were landing, I was the, the energy in me had risen to a very high level because I'd been praying all night and I'd not slept. So when I saw the husband, he was greeting me, I didn't answer him. I was half asleep, half awake, praying in the spirit. I just said, let's go to the hospital, that's all. So when we got to the hospital, as soon as I saw the lady, I just ran at her. 
laid my hands on her and said, breathe, because then she was on the machine, oxygen, yeah, yeah, yeah. breathe, in the name of Jesus. So yeah, I then, I then removed the oxygen mask, oh yeah, stand up. So she, she sat up, she was still weak, I was speaking in tongues, I said, no, no, move the leg, move the leg, oh yeah, get on the leg. So she got down, and then she began to take baby steps, I was speaking in tongues, I said, move. Suddenly she began to run, she began to run. The person that was second to her in the same hospital, who has heart problem, when she saw that miracle, she too, she jumped off of the bed, I didn't pray for her. <laughs> So she too, she jumped up from the bed and she began to move. That, that lady was just that, that same hour. We moved out of the hospital together into the car. They took me to the house. When we got to the house, as soon as we entered, the children were coming down to greet us. The director of the Holy Spirit carried the children. Bah! All of them began to speak in the house. And the house girl. So I was in the house, husband on the floor, wife, house girl, everybody. I stood there, was praying in tongues until they recovered. When they were done, they said, I want to eat. She has not eaten for many days. She was just on IV and drops and all that. So they made food. She ate. She ate. She drank. She, so before they moved her room downstairs, because she couldn't climb the stairs anymore, she was able to climb the stairs. You know, everything was perfectly okay. Later that day, in the night, eventually I got back to Lagos. But I didn't take permission from work. And I had to explain the next day to my boss why I didn't come to the office. To tell the truth or to lie. <laughs> so when I was going to the office, I was thinking in my head, because my, my boss can be somehow, I was thinking, ha, huh, what do I tell him? How do I explain? I was thinking of all the things I would say, the things that can work, and the things that will not work. I know the ones that will work. If I say I went to, I went to minister, it's a problem. But if I give him an administrative problem that I went to solve, he will clap for me. He will say, ah, you, are, you, are, you are thinking, you are thinking. And even I didn't see that, do you understand? Uh, because I, I'm speaking, so I'm supposed to see some things and do them for him. But if I now told him that I went to my personal, I went to pray for somebody, ah. So when I saw him, he said, oh, I didn't see you in this office yesterday. I said, yes, sir. Uh, he said, where were you? He said, oh, one of the churches, one of our branches somewhere had a problem. When they called me, I quickly went there to help them oversee it. There are some of the, but it has been handled now. You know? I had lied, though. Then somebody called me about an hour later. A very simple case. A case that normally, when I call, I don't talk. There are some cases, even here, there are some people here. If I want to pray for you, I will not say a word. I will just hold your hand, and the anointing will set to it. Do you know I prayed for almost three hours? I was shanging tongues, shanga, danga, danga. I was, ah, if you know the kind of case, the lady slept. She had what they call sleep paralysis, right? It is a biological thing. It is not a demonic thing. It is something that, even by herself, over some time she will recover. Do you understand? The other one was the one that called. So I said, give her the phone. And then I said, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Do you get up, eh? I was like, ah. Is there something else involved in this matter? Please sleep something. We, we prayed and 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 prayed. Eventually, when I saw that, I said, 
uh, uh, my brother, continue to pray for her. Uh, in the next 20 or 30 minutes, call me back. The Lord has given you the victory. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I switched off the phone. When I got home, I sat down. I said, Lord, I don't understand. Like, I saw victory over cancer. Like, somebody that the machine was doing P, P, P. I was praying for her. The machine was doing pe, 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 pe. The machine was responding to her heartbeat, you know? Like, as the heart was beating better, the machine was doing pe, 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 pe. The number was going up. I saw it. What is this paralysis of analysis that I cannot take care of? The Lord said, oh, uh, the angel that walked with you was discouraged. Because God does not support a lying tongue. You see, there are some things I keep to myself. Oh, what I just shared with you, I've never said it to anybody before. If you tell anybody, <laughs> it's a secret oh, between all of you. Yeah? Uh, don't tell anybody. Oh. Pastors don't lie. I'm not allowed. So that day I realized something. That as long as my words are consistent, the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work in me will be consistent. But because God does not lie, it's only men that lie. When I deviate away, he will not follow me. He will not go with me. He wants me to walk in righteousness. So when I turn, that is why when, when we are talking about heaven and hell, and people are saying, hell, hell, hell. if you lie, you can lose your salvation. You cannot lose your salvation. I, I used to laugh at all of them. It is because they are very big, very Christians. Even in this life, you will not see the result and the kind of fruit you are supposed to see if you do not work in a consistent way. So if you are working in that consistent way, what is your problem with it? I will lose my salvation, I will not lose it. You just see that because this is your new training, then you begin to walk in that light and then you continue to grow in it. This is a very simple way of being a Christian. There's no need to argue on Twitter. If you want to lose your own salvation, go and sell it. There are people that are buying salvation. <laughs> And there's no need to lose it. You can sell it. But don't, don't bother. Once you become born again and you follow the Lord, you will get there. Amen. All right. So because your currency is words, and you have not learned that consistent words are what will give you results, then you will now have to train yourself in being consistent and being truthful. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Aha. So when you wake up at night, I do this. I do this practically every week, which was why we were able to build. We started building a city February this year. We built, we built the Mass City Auditorium in, in six months, right? Six months. By October 1st, we had dedicated it to 510 sitter. At the same time we are building it, we are building a hostel. If you take it online, you'll be shocked at how the work has gone. We started this year. We have spent over 400 million. We've just started. We have not spent anything. Amen. Uh -huh. I want you to know. And uh, by the way of a side yarn, we have two jets. Uh -huh. no, I, uh -huh. I'm just saying that so that you know that it's not a big deal. Uh, we didn't buy those ones. <laughs> they were given. The power is at work in us. Amen. 
consistently speaking the truth. So you have your business, you have started growing, you are building people. These people that you are building have needs. You are the one that is their head. Are you with me? Uh, hey, pay attention, oh. So that you know that a man that is alone, that refuses to preach the gospel and gather together, is not going to have supernatural increase. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. The needs of those people was what made Jesus multiply bread. When Jesus was at the well, at that uh, well of Samaria, the Bible said they went to buy him food. Are you listening? Did they buy Jesus food in the Bible? No, 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 it's true. They bought him food. They bought him food. They bought him. They went to the market to buy food for Jesus. It's in the book of John chapter 4, Abby. So Jesus did not multiply food all the time. He multiplied because of the need of the people. Are you listening? Uh-huh. So if you don't preach the gospel, I established that yesterday, that the power was made manifest through preaching. When you preach the gospel through your gifts, people gather around you. You begin to build them up. Then they will come to you and say, ah, my children's school fees, uh, landlord, and this, and that. Are you with me? So it is no longer about your own problem now. You have become a god. They are now bringing the petitions that you normally take to God to you. Is the mathematics adding up? Okay. When they now bring the petitions to you, you tell them, oh, okay, this one, prayer, this one, this, this one, that. After that, you tell them, okay, I've heard you. By the grace of God, by tomorrow, we'll see what we can do. I've prayed for you. Then in the night, when? In the night. You now lift up your voice to the heavens. You begin to pray in the spirit. You begin to call forth the things that be not. The words of your confession will then send the angels working with you on errand to solve problems. I'm telling you, the principle I'm teaching you here, hey, yeah, yeah. I told you yesterday that one of you will become a thousand. Hey, it is by what you know. You can see that there is a process. If anybody joined the process to waking up at night and calling for stuff, eh, without following the ground rules, you will not say after three months, you will say, it's not working. But again, I used to wake up two to five. I will speak, 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 speak. It does not work. In. Because when Jesus was alone, they bought him food. There was no need for him to multiply food when they could buy. Are you with me? If it is you, your need alone, you have two hands, you have two legs, you have a degree, even if you don't have, you have sense. You can walk and feed yourself. Are we together? So that are, those are basic needs. So when you call God into basic needs sometimes, you know, that's why atheists should be laughing at Christians. They say the thing that they provide in America for free. All these African people are always praying about it. Are you with me? The reason is because they have it. You don't. And so you should not bring God into it. You, too, you have two hands, you have two legs, you can feed yourself, you can be able to feed your family. So those ones are basic needs. Those ones are not the needs that you need to fast and pray and some assault for. The needs that a God has is different from the needs of men. 
Are we together? If you are a God indeed, the needs of men will be brought to you. When the needs of men are brought to you, they will be in such a capacity that you alone cannot handle it. Then you have a recourse to reach above and say, hey, I need supply. And then the supply will begin to come. In the last one year, I cannot calculate how much we've spent for charity. I didn't do charity so that United Nations will clap for me. No, I told you yesterday why. In the book of Psalm 82, I saw it there. That God said, in the condition of the gods, that this is your duty. Benga, this is your duty. Defend the fatherless. Take care of the widows. Yeah, snatch the afflicted from the hand of the wicked. Are you with me? It's in the Bible. This is Psalm 92. We read it last night. I saw it there. I said, wow. This is the duty that I'm supposed to be doing as a God. There was no way it is written there that take care of only yourself. Are you with me? Most Christians, it is only it is that selfishness. That was why James said that you pray and you receive not. Because you want to consume it on your own selfish. Now, let me tell you, when you pray like that in the night and the resources come, there is always a leftover. When Jesus healed those ones, fed those ones, Bible said there are how many baskets? Twelve. Twelve baskets left over. When he fed 4,000, there was a leftover. When I pray for the need of those that write to me and I meet all their needs, and sometimes... I'm, talking, I'm not talking about 50,000 50, naira needs, though. I've paid $8,000 uh, 8, school fees for somebody before. $8,000, someone that's going abroad. Even me, I did this school abroad, though. Eh. The little I read, I read in Nigeria here. Because the needs will come. There will be many. But when I leave them before God, these are the missionaries that are working for you, Lord. They've written to me. They, that means they recognize that I have a special standing with you, right? Hey, uh, they know me now, I'm a small boy. How can anybody tell me now to come and give him $8,000? Just imagine. Imagine. If you see me on the road, you say, give me $8,000. No, now. But it is because of God. That was why they felt this problem. I cannot solve it. Let me take it to Baragbenga. Are you with me? Then I will be the one that will stand in the place of Jesus in John chapter 6. This person has brought a problem. I will say, okay, Lord, this matter. All I have in my account now is 10000 But what is 10000 compared to $8,000? You see what I said? What is in my hand? I will present it. I'm willing to give this much. I'm telling you. There was a day, I think I shared the, the alerts with some of my brothers and sisters. I was praying like that. Then I dozed, I dozed off. Then I opened my eyes. No, I was already getting tired. It was already like four. And I've not seen any, any bang, bang. So I was like, ah, maybe the Lord is, uh, maybe today is not my day. <laughs> maybe the queue is long. So I was dozing off. Then I heard, cha, cha. When I took the phone, I opened it. And I saw the amount of money. I spoke in tongues continuously till 12. I was just speaking go. I was encouraged. 
I was totally encouraged. Have you ever, like, you sleep, you wake up, you see $40,000 in your account, like, bah. Without anybody sending it to. Now, me, I get the kind of alert that there will be no name of from, no, no, I'll just see the money. Now, we just sit down there. I will now quickly transfer it to another account so that it do not be mistakenly run away. <laughs> ah, I will say, ah, let, let's, let me tell you something. When I tell you this is taking to another dimension, it's important. Okay, I'll tell you two things. So when I was still a PA, I was the minister in charge of choir in the church that I was attending. And then one of the choir members was going to get married. I was so broke that day that I didn't have enough money to pay for parking. So I drove from my house. There was no point in the car. I told my wife that we are going to loan me some money. Madame said, oh, no problem. Then 5 a.m. the next morning, they came to carry Madame at the office. And then they took her to one place, she's a journalist. And when she's doing interview with all these big people now, she will not pick phone. I mean, I had things to do. So I said, ah, I must not fail this lady. So I drove like that. I was just trusting God. So I parked and they said, I'll pay 500 for parking. I take that bill. I didn't have 500 now. No problem. I took my ATM. Now, this I'm going to tell you. I've done it many times. So. <laughs> I took my ATM. Went to the United ATM. Put my card in. Bam. I punched the codes. And then the ATM shut down. Bam. And then it came on again. Bam. And money began to come. <laughs> Not so much money. 10,000 now. So when I got NP, I said, yeah, glory. Yeah, thank you. I will pay 500 for parking. I will buy fuel. I will have change in my pocket. I've seen Miracle Abbey. I got into my car. Put the 10,000 on the passenger seat. I was not looking for envelope. Where I will put 5,000 for that girl that is getting married. I wanted to put 5,000 in envelope for her. So that as gifts. So I put it on the passenger seat. I began to search a white envelope where I will put the 5,000 naira. I, I sat and sat. When I found one, I looked back at the passenger seat. The money, I, one of the notes had become 50 pounds. Just one note. 50 pounds. I've never seen 50 pounds before in my life. I took it like this. Ha. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the buy. Can't it here. Ha. A lily beria. Ah, ke pausiteria nana. There's somebody here. I just saw something moving in your house. I said, move like a wild wind in your house. By the time you get home today, that particular issue that has been a very fearsome one, it has been cleared out. It has been cleared out. Thank you, Father. I, I, Kaya. Okay, so that 50 pounds was what I now put in the envelope. I realized that that is, I must not take what does not belong to me. Uh, that, that special note is not my own. It's for the wedding. Where I put it there. That was what I gave her as her wedding gift. My boss, whenever I want to travel abroad, he would give me nine notes to go and change at the black market. We will take church bus. We will go, we will change. We will go, we will change. One of those days, 
I went to minister somewhere. I didn't show up. And he was traveling the next day. He decided to go himself. And then when he got there, they gave him fake money. Now, who do you think he will blame? It's me. I didn't even understand. I wasn't even in the office. When I got to the office, one of my sisters, another PA to, to another pastor's wife, came to me and said, Ah, where did you go yesterday? Ah, you are in big trouble. Madam has been talking to daddy. They, they, they've been talking about you since morning. Ah, I'm in trouble today. Eh? Now, if it's only the husband, it's fine. When you combine madam and husband, <laughs> ah, you are finished. I said, okay. He wanted to go to both Dubai and UK. He needed to change some money to, I think, 6,000 pounds. Then he wanted to change to dirham. Everything they gave him, fake. So when I got to the office, he called me, said, where were you yesterday? Ah. I said, sir, we went to, this is it, you are unreliable. Every time somebody meets you, you will not be available. You know, they began to speak a lot of English to me. Of course, he's my boss. I respect him a lot. He's also a man of God. And he has a right to be angry. We must not lie. I, I was the one that wasn't at my duty post. I said, sir, let me see the money. He said, I've, me, I've called the police on the matter. I've seen, you've checked it. I've gone there. There's not, can I see the money? He said, yes. He gave me the money. He gave me the card of the people that changed for him too. That business card. He said, this is the place I changed it. No problem. I took the money and the, I carried the bag, went to the bus. I told the driver, take me to that same. When we got there, I went to the same place. I went to meet them. Hello, I want to change money. I gave them back their fake money. <laughs> they said, oh, do you want Naira? I said, oh, it's too much to carry. Transfer to my account. I gave them my account number. They transferred, they changed it and gave me back all the money in Naira. When I got to my office, my, my boss stood up and was shouting. You have to understand, grace passed grace. Oh. Grace passed grace. But the dimension I've taken you now is dimension of angelic supply. You see, we are built up stage by stage. If you notice your notes, maybe you'll get this teaching and listen over and over. You will notice that I started from the basics. And so that you can't jump the process. No, you can go to a mountain and pray and pass the tongue that in there will be giving you money. It won't work. I was sleeping one night, I saw a vision. I saw the children of Israel in the wilderness with Moses and his staff. They were talking about uh, meat. We want meat, we want meat. I was listening, they were talking in Hebrew. I was hearing them. So it was a vision I was seeing. Okay. Then I saw that Moses told them that you will eat meat to the point where it will come out of your nose. But you remember that when it was time for manna, Moses was not the one that said that. God told Moses that by this time tomorrow there will be manna. So pay attention. That's how I read the scriptures. I noticed that God will tell somebody something, that will happen. But if the person is a good learner, then the person will be the one to issue the next decree by himself. Are you with me? Uh, you must learn that. 
I taught you again yesterday, repeating the principle of Ezekiel 37. Uh -huh. That God will first show you the example. But God will not be coming to babysit you all the time. So after showing you the example, you expect that you now will begin to do things the way he does them. So the second time, Moses did not go to God and say, God, Moses said, you want meat? You will eat meat. To the point where it will come out of your nose. All of them said, we want meat, just give us meat. Then I saw that Moses turned to the east. To where? And then he took his staff. And Moses waved it. I saw that the wind moved like that. And the birds that were flying over the sea on their migratory route, this wind was so powerful that it went to divert them and brought them to the camp of the children of Israel so that the birds had tried to fly against the wind. By the time they landed, they were so tired that people were just taking these birds on the ground and they were killing and they were eating them. Are we together? It was a vision I saw. And then that day as I was reading the scriptures, the Bible says, money has wings. Ayaya paida. The Holy Ghost is the wind. Money has wings. Hey, calculate the two together and give me the answer. So that when you begin to invoke the power of the Holy Spirit as the wind, it can direct the course of money your way. Ah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of this meeting, for those who are listening with their spirits, you will never be poor again. Yeah. Never. When I woke up that day, I lifted up my hands and began to thank the Lord. Because I don't need to learn anything twice. Are you with me? Uh -huh. It's one of the reasons you can never see me in church with a note. My spirit is open. Hmm? So open that when the Lord speaks to me like this, I will lambano immediately. I will take a hold of it and I will practice it. Eh? Uh -huh. I do. Don't you use notes. It's good. When you get home, make sure you practice. The word is for practicing. Blessed are those who hear the word and do it. That's it. You must hear and do. So from that day, when I saw that, every time I want to command some supernatural resources that are beyond my level, where will I turn to? Uh -huh. <laughs> I will turn to the east. I will lift up my two hands. I begin to speak to the wind. Jesus Christ says, say to this mountain, are we together? Ah, then I'll speak to the wind. I'll say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak to you, O wind. Go all over the world. Wherever the resources for this project is, bring them to me. Do you know? I prayed that prayer one night. When it was 3 a.m., I got the message. But again, I cannot sleep. I even thought it was demonic attack or something. I said, ah, why can't you sleep? I cannot see Baragbenga. Eh, two people came to my house yesterday. They bought two, two Ghana must go of dollars. They brought it to my house. They said it's for me. It's, it's in my guest room. Baragbenga, I cannot sleep. <laughs> I said, you will sleep. 
they will sleep. Sister Leslie, buy me a ticket to Abuja. We are going to see this miracle together. <laughs> they are here, they know the story. The next one, the first flight out, I was in Abuja. I came back home with thousands of dollars. It is the wind that provides. You must know this. For the need of those around me, then I say that. You know that that one did not come to me directly. Went to somebody whose need was met. Out of that abundance, I got the surplus. Are you with me? Aha. It is always people first, not money first. Man made money. Blessing is of the Lord. If a man is blessed of God, to him money is nothing. I say that everywhere. The system of this world is a system that is regulated to serve mammon. Jesus Christ said, you cannot serve God and mammon. So any principle you teach that insists on uh, work hard, go to the office, plan your budget, is a mammon's principle. Are we together? It is not bad because in this world we must survive and we must learn their ways. Eh? But you are of Zion. You belong to the heavenly Jerusalem. You belong to the kingdom where everything works by light. And so your system is different. As a Randolph, remember that no matter what the Lord has given unto you as you grow, it is not just for your consumption. Remember that several times the Lord has asked me, Son, do this. What he will ask for will be 100% what I have in my account. I do not hesitate to give it back to him. Do you know why? It was his money anyway. Even me, I'm just managing to eat out of its knee. Do you understand? I'm just a custodian of eternal verities. He's the owner. And I do not hesitate at all. Whenever I see hesitation on the part of those who are of the Lord, when the Lord speaks to them directly, I'm not talking about when one pastor comes and he says, come and say, $1,000. If you do that in again after this teaching, I will be chasing you in your dream. You will not be able to chase me back. I'm telling you. Don't do that thing. Don't fall for that nonsense. It's not, that thing does not build a Christian. Does not help you to grow. That's nonsense. It's nonsense. Nonsense. Nobody begs me to give to the Lord. I shouldn't have to talk to you to give. Do you understand? These are gods. In the congregation of God, I'll be telling you, God, come and give to your father. No way. In the day of his power, in the day of his power, willingly, people would give to God. They do not struggle to. I do not do levy or anything to build any of the projects we are doing. In fact, that was the day the Lord told me. He said, see this project you are doing. If I build it 100%, he said, I want to build it for you 100%. That means no man will give you a cobble. But if I build it for you 100%, 
my children will not be blessed. So I'm going to do 60%. Let them do 40. When our capacity as a ministry did not reach 60%, 40%, eh? The Lord did it by himself. Maybe all we did out of it was 21%. Are you with me? Uh-huh. But the Lord knew that we gave our all. That was what mattered. Just this last week, we needed, the dollar was going up, we needed to buy cable, we needed, for the hostel we are building, we needed to buy cable, we, needed, we had so much cement, yeah, we, the money was going to 12, 13 million. And by Monday, I didn't have any money. And I told them, I said, all the staff, we talk, you will not stop working on that site. The money will come and meet you there. Everybody said, ah, I said, don't worry, money will come. I said, the dollar is now 1,000, I said, I don't care. If, no matter how much, say that they, will still, they are changing their prices, I don't care. So something they gave us a bill of 2.6 million for, went to 4.2, and then the day we were going to buy it, went to 6.2. And we, at that time, we had raised 4 million. So we had 4 million, and I said, they said, they are not selling 6.2 million, all the cables from whatever, Coleman. Said, uh, the Holy Spirit said, go to their shop in Oyo, eh? You went to the one in Lagos, go and buy it there. We sent the money to Oyo. As soon as we finished buying it, they received the memo that price has changed. <laughs> that is the Holy Spirit. Uh, telling you that Oga, uh, here it has become expensive. There, it is still the same thing. Led by the Spirit. Okay. So now, as I address this final issue, I'd like you to pay rapt attention. You must understand it. The Lord prefers you to your money. In fact, the three currencies that are supernaturally are spent, one is glory. What did I call it? Glory is a currency. I've told you about words. Are we together? Words. You spend words. God spends glory. Are you with me? When you speak to the glory of God, after we do whatever, everybody will shouting, glory to God, glory to God. Are we together? So God takes the glory 100%. That's a currency. The devil also wants glory, but that is what his enemy, whatever, what they give him. But we give God glory. That's the currency we give. We spend words, we give him glory. The third currency that is the most contentious are souls. You. But it is not to us that it is contentious. It is a supernatural thing because the devil wants souls. God wants. So whatever two opposing forces want becomes a scarce commodity. Are you with me? Which is why when you win souls, you are endearing yourself to God. And therefore, God then blesses you in return for it. Daniel says, those who win souls are wise. Souls are more important to God. You are more important to God than money. Give yourself to him. When you have given yourself to him 100%, Begin to walk in these principles. Raise others for him. 
Stop thinking about me, I, myself, alone. Ensure that you are the extension of his grace and blessings to the community around you. Take care of the orphans. Take care of the widows. Take care of the fatherless. This is the religion in Christianity. Apart from that, every other thing is supernatural. We must take the wicked out of the hand, the poor out of the hand of the wicked, because they turn them to weapons. When you have done all this, blessed are you. Because then, when you say a thing, it shall be established. The Lord then will begin to expand your territories. Uh, I have a minute. This chapter again. You will get to a point. I'm a little bit left to one minute to go. That the Lord will say to you, enlarge. When you hear the word enlarge as you grow, the process you did before, when you're opening bank accounts, eh? you know you open like you have one bank account. When you hear enlarge, open a business, register a business, are you with me? Open an account that can be placed in the public domain. You know, your personal account, maybe you don't want it out there. But your business account number can go to public domain. People can have it. Are you listening? When you begin to get the big, big money that is coming there, remember the person that taught you this thing, oh? who taught you? Bagbengao. Who taught you? Yeah, I jump to your feet and shout glory. Yeah. <laughs> glory to God. Pastor, please can come, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we stretch for our hands and begin to pray in the spirit over him? Hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray in the spirit over him. Glory be to God. Open your mouth and just pray for the next one minute. Just pray in the spirit over him. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.